Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a conversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests. And trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision. So, my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we conversate for your growth. All right, so thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, you are already getting ahead in the process of self-improvement. And during our conversation, you'll discover that we make sales make sense. And we go beyond that. We tackle issues dealing with management, leadership, team building, self-confidence, entrepreneurship, and yep, life itself. So our goal will be to make all of it make sense. And we do it with a very practical and very easy to understand approach. Our goal is to give you those nuggets that you get to carry with you each day. And when life throws a challenge your way, you'll know exactly what to do. You'll reach the pocket, you'll pull out that nugget, and you have the confidence to get things done. Now, you're going to find you like what you hear. And when you do, I want you to go to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com, for all the resources you will ever need to become the best version of your own professional self. In the podcast show description, you're going to find a link to my calendar. I want you to use that right away. Set up your own professional coaching time with me. It's free, and the value you get from my free is invaluable. So do it today and do it for you. Finally, I want to thank you for all your likes, your shares, and your follows. It makes a huge difference, and it allows us to continue bringing you the fantastic content we continue to bring you and great guests like I have joining me today. Now, today, I have someone joining me. Her name is Denise Kagan. It's spelled differently, sounds the same, no relative of mine whatsoever, but she's a great person to connect with on LinkedIn and to get to know. She's the host of a wildly popular podcast called The Nurture Small Business. And anyone who has a small business, I recommend that if you're like me and you're a podcast junkie, you put this in one of your favorites and you, you follow and you listen She moved from a quality assurance manager to entrepreneur, and for the last 20 years, she's enjoyed being the founder of a company called DCA Virtual Business Support. She's got a great story. She's got great resources and great tips for anybody in small business, how to keep your employees motivated, whether they're remote or hybrid, how to keep them productive, whether they're remote or hybrid, and DCA really does a good job of co-elevating the whole employment experience. So the employee as well as the employer, it's a definitely a balanced approach to growing business. So Denise, welcome to our conversation this afternoon. Thank you, Patrick. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about um, DCA Virtual Business Support, what the company does, how it started, why you saw it as a solution to some problems that are out there and, and the evolution of the business itself. Well, the, the company actually is, we'll, we'll have our 11th anniversary this month. And I did own a different business prior to that. 
for 10 years, which was part of the reason why I started this one. Um, the first company, service company, it was a cleaning company. I sold it after the 10-year mark, and we did both commercial and real, uh, commercial and residential cleaning. And so I, I got a bird's-eye view of the challenges that people had in their personal life and business and Sometimes they flow over each other. And so, you know, this was the solution that I came up with is our DCA virtual business support. It initially started out with personal and professional support. So I was having fun for the first couple of years doing shopping for people and spending other people's money, which was kind of cool. It kept me from spending my own money. Um, but I also realized that wasn't a, a model for growth at all. And so we switched strictly to virtual business support. And that's what we've been doing since 2014. We made the change completely. So we were virtual before the pandemic hit. And what we do is we support small business owners as they are growing and they need to um, they need help. You know, they can't do everything their own and they're realizing their plate isn't big enough and their clock doesn't have enough hours and these things are not getting done. And while they may not be the things that are critical and things that just they can do, they're overall critical to the function of the business. So what are some of the, I guess, services that you offer that you let, it sounds like people outsource things that they might consider a nuisance that really are your bread and butter. Absolutely. Um we do executive um, admin, admin work. So to give an example, we have a, um, um, a biotech company who's raising venture capital. So we interface with the uh, investors and we schedule meetings and conferences. And so we handle all of that. We do a lot of high level uh, conversation with CEO clients. So we have executive coaches. We do a lot of the same for, we have some clients where we interject ourselves into the sales process. And I know you talk about sales a lot. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so, you know, it could be something like, um, for instance, we had a client in California who, uh, had a, uh, a company that, they basically coached students on SATs and essays and that sort of thing. It was college preparatory. And their sales cycle when we first came in, they were pretty much a startup, was 12 days, which may not sound bad. But when we put some systems in place and suggested some tools and automation for them, they knocked it down to three days. That's a 75% improvement. That's really good. That's really okay. good. That's really good. So what are I mean what so you you mentioned you know starting with the uh, residential and commercial cleaning service mm -hmm. and then and then getting out of that and really full time uh, efforts and transition into B two B outsourcing of I guess uh, day to day tasks is there anything that jumped out at you that this is a pain point for businesses and I can relieve that pain did something happen or something make you go ah there it is. I think it was largely my experience in my company. Um, and also, you know, when I was a QA manager at, at I worked at Coca-Cola actually in for 10, 10 years, 10 seems to be a magic number with me, <laughs> but I noticed here, here was the thing. People are always running, running, running. They never have enough time. They're never balancing their life. Um, and I saw that as an opportunity to help them get that balance back and still not just create the balance between life and work, but also make them more productive. Mm -hmm. Well, it's and it's funny because I run a small business, you run a small business, 
And when people meet me and they say, oh, wow, you're the president of your own company. And I'm like, you know, hey, don't get so excited. I'm also the secretary. I'm also the garbage man. You know, <laughs> I'm also the dishwasher. I mean, I'm everything. So, I, I mean, there is definitely a need for more help with less resources. Now, when I hear the name without going to the website and looking around or finding out more, DCA Virtual, I automatically go to virtual assistant or some sort of technology application. Are you offering technology applications or are you offering people as resources for businesses? That is a great question. Um, It's people as resources. We did try to venture into a sales product once. It didn't work for us. We we went back to our lane. Um, So people as resources, we have, uh, first of all, it's a woman-owned business. This is uh, a great opportunity for other women, generally educated college degrees who want to raise their families because we have super flexible schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that it's all U.S. based. Mm-hmm. All of our virtual assistants are U.S. based. So we function a little bit different some, than some other virtual assistant companies. But we do more than just the administrative. We actually... You know, the opportunity when we started working with people for administrative accounts, we we started getting, oh, and do you do? Mm -hmm. Oh, and do you do? And eventually that led to a creative team where we offer also social media and graphic design and and website work. You know what I love, too, about what you're doing? You and I talked offline uh, at great length, and I'm I'm a big fan of of differentiation and – you know, different is better than best. And what I like is that most people do what I do. They say, oh, virtual assistants. I know what those are. But the human touch is the most valuable thing you have that you add to this mix. Decision-making, problem-solving, pausing when there's not an algorithm in front of me, but I have to get other help, that type of thing. The fact that you offer human beings to help grow a business and solve a problem. And it's not a snap-on or an app or a download. It has that human element. To me, that's that's lightning in a bottle that you're doing that. And I and I applaud you for that. I really do. I think that, and it's nice because you said something else that a lot of small businesses don't do. You said we stay in our lane. You know your sweet spot and you maximize that sweet spot. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that I think you can take that to scale in a lot of different aspects. So kudos to you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, tell me, um, how do you, we talked about um, the idea of, of keeping a remote workforce motivated. How in the world do people who act as virtual assistants to a group help keep people motivated? Do you keep the employer motivated or are you talking about keeping your own employees motivated to do a good job for your clients? So in this instance, it would be anybody who has a remote workforce. Yeah. And if you are keeping them motivated, they should be doing a good job at whatever they're doing. In my case, it would be working for, say, you if you are my client. Right. Um, I think one of the biggest things is not, not getting caught up in, oh, well, they're on the clock and they're not doing anything. Um, allowing them time for connections. Uh, I think, you know, the water cooler days are are largely gone with social distancing and remote and hybrid workforces. And those used to be places where people would would connect. So finding other ways to keep them connected. We do uh, a lot of meetings and sometimes people are like, ugh, a lot of meetings. That's not productive. 
Well, the meetings have purpose. Mm-hmm. So with my team leaders, I do two different types of meetings. I do a bi- bi-weekly leadership development meeting, and then I do a weekly accountability meeting. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, kind of what's on base, what have we got up next, what are the next steps on this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the leadership development, of course, is depends upon what they need work on. <laughs> okay, right, could be right. could be anything. So with our team members, we also have systematized things. So and we leverage technology. We're we're we love technology. Okay, mm-hmm. but we leverage technology and we do the same for our clients. And we systematize a lot of things like our new hire orientation process, and we get them engaged from the beginning. We let them know what our mission is, and, and we speak, walk, talk that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, the touch points, they're quality touch points, mm-hmm. okay? Not just meetings to have meetings. Right. What is your mission, by the way? Well, our mission is to support small business owners and the families that they support. I mean, isn't that phenomenal that you, that just comes right out of your mouth? And I would guarantee <laughs> all of your employees know that, live that, and that's what they do. The other thing I like about um, this whole business model, and you mentioned the water cooler, but you've kind of taken the waste of time moments during the workday out, but still giving people a chance to work on something that they can sink their teeth into and add value. I think most employees are valuable and want to do more, and sometimes employers lose sight of that and don't challenge and, and get focused on eight hours a day or whatever the workday is. And they don't give their employees enough room to fill that and, and not ever reach that. And I think what you do is you give folks a chance to sink their teeth into other people's challenges. And mm-hmm. when they they can work on a project for a long time or they can switch and work to a different project. So the, the excitement in the workplace has got to always be there, I would imagine. I think it is. Uh, we describe our schedules as semi-autonomous. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we mean by that is as long as you get the client's work done with their expectation, you can be in your jammies at midnight working if that doesn't go against what the client needs. Right. Right. And that's good. I think most people like that freedom, that autonomy, and they can be themselves. And people don't need to be told what to do. They're adults. They solve problems all the time. They don't need the leash, per se. Um Tell me a little bit about how you do leverage technology, because you mentioned that, and I'd love to hear mm-hmm. how you do it for your own business and how you do it for your clients. Oh, I could talk forever on this. So we use um, an applicant tracking system to start with. So that's the first piece in the process in just evaluating you know, people as they come in. Do they fit the criteria that we're looking for? I recommend there, there are now on the market a lot of um, softwares, a lot of payroll companies offer them. Uh, I think Jazz HR is another. I just saw another one come through. Somebody asked me for a demo, but I recommend that all small, small business owners get them. It's like a CRM, but for tracking your applicants. It, they used mm-hmm. to only be available for larger enterprises, mm-hmm. and that's not the case any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the next step is we use um, for our new hire orientation, we've systematized that. Down from, you know, giving them what's the equivalent of a syllabus saying, okay, this is who you're going to meet. And it should be between days, such and such and such and such, you know, and this is what you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it to creating templates in a, in Asana, which I love Asana for project management. We also use Monday and ClickUp, but Asana is what we use internally. And for our new hire orientation, we have, we just 
take that template, we recreate it, and we've got all the steps that we need to do internally from checking, you know, doing the e-verify to putting them into, you know, sending them their new hire paperwork to handbook orientation to everything through those 30 days of orientation that we provide. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I I think I know the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So is is your approach to have a customized approach every time with each client or is it more of an off the shelf and we just plug in our resources? The answer is it's blended. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. Um, We have some steps that are like we do this. We, we send a W-9, we send a certificate of insurance every single time we have a new client, okay? We schedule an onboarding meeting every single time we have a, a, a new client. We have templates that then get a little bit customized based on what the, the client is asking for and needs mm-hmm. for both the pre-onboarding meeting and the after-onboarding meeting. And these are all things that we can set up for our clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to delivery of the services, that's where it starts getting customized and start Mm -hmm. branching out. Now, um, I make an effort, uh, a conscious effort to work with small businesses. You do as well. What is the reason you chose to to stay with and and build a business around small businesses as opposed to the larger ones that are out there? What's why small business for you? You know, part of it was convenience, if I'm going to be pretty honest. Um, from my other company, I had a huge network. I was constantly networking. And so I had a, a huge network of small business owners already. So part mm-hmm. of it was convenience. But the other thing is I actually really like helping small business owners. Um, the The challenges they, they have are ones that I can certainly relate to. And it's different when you get into a corporate structure. It's also harder. And it takes a immense amount of time to create those relationships with the procurement. And if there's RFPs involved, that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make sense for us to go in that direction. We, we explored it a little bit. And again, we came back to our lane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, is there a, there's not necessarily going to be a number one ask. I'm sure every customer is different, but is there a common um, or maybe a more popular request of your business for instance is it primarily small businesses struggling with accounting issues is it sales growth is it profit is it manpower what is what is a common thing that you hear or a number one thing you hear that small businesses really come to you a lot for to get their time back it's not usually a specific task it's yeah. to get their time back we we recently onboarded a client who's a um, digital marketing firm and we do work with a lot of uh, digital marketing firms, even though it's stuff that we do as well. Uh, we partner well with folks and, you know, his biggest concern was I get like 300 emails a day. I need to trim this down. I need to cut through and figure out, you know, what my, what's the priority, what I need to schedule appointments for, or what you can schedule appointments for mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And his, his biggest concern was, I just don't have time to do that and do everything that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty common. You know, it's, it's a, a great exercise, and I love what you're talking about. And I, I have my customers usually just make a list as, as it comes to their mind, just the things they do in a typical day. There's no priority. It doesn't matter if it happens first moment of the day or last moment of the day. But make this big list. And then highlight the things you really enjoy doing. And it, 
it has very little color on that page. And I might see you doing a lot of things, but you don't necessarily enjoy a lot of those things. And you can reverse it. Highlight the things you hate doing, whatever. So there's a lot of I have to do, and there's a lot of I want to do, and there's a lot of I'd love to be doing. And I hear the same thing you just said, that it isn't necessarily a task. It's I don't have time to get to that. Or I know that's that's on my wish list, but this is what I have to do. And that's really not what got people into small business in the first place. No. And like you said, I think you hit it on the other part about your lane is recognizing that you're working with businesses that are in the process of growing. That's mm-hmm. growing pains that you you get away from what you enjoy or you can't get to the things that are necessary for your business. So that's uh, all good things. And I, I'm wondering if you can lend to our audience any bit of advice, whether it's someone who wants to start their own small business or someone who's within their small business, anything you've learned along the way that would be, here's my little nugget to you. If you're starting your own small business, my one piece of advice, get a bookkeeper, an accountant, and somebody to do your payroll. Don't try to do those. (laughs) Right. I only had to mess that up once. (laughs) You mess that up once and then you'll never do it again. You sure won't. I owed some good money. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Isn't that, it it sneaks up on you too. It it does. I thought I knew what I was doing. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, this is good. Now, um, are you in your own business? Would you describe it as you're in a growth mode? What are the, what are the, the, I guess the things that keep you from doing what you'd like to do most? Um, so we're definitely in a growth mode. Mm -hmm. Um, we've, taken our core services and repackaged some of them. Like for instance, we're doing association management. It's literally just a combination of the administrative and creative services that we already do. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're, we're really reaching out into that market. And so we are growing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to be good at leveraging things, but I would say the things that I get behind on are the things that are more tedious. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I put those off. I, I will say this though. I actually leverage my own team. Um, so I have two of my team members, Andrea and Wendy, who, comp- and I think you touched base with Wendy. Mm-hmm. They keep me straight. Okay. One mm-hmm. of them helps me heavily on um, like tax compliance and uh, invoicing and um, incoming team members. The other one helps me in the sales queue and scheduling. Right. So um, I, I really couldn't do everything without the help of my team members. So I, I practice what I sell. You do because I know this because <clears throat> we spent some time together today talking and what I can see that you do very well. Uh, first of all, you, you see the whole picture so you don't get locked in on just one thing and you see the whole thing. The other thing I see that you do very well is you see what other people do well, and you're not threatened if they do it better than you. They're part of the team. Therefore, they're part of the solution. And if they can do that part better, great. That's good. So I think you do a good job of that. And I think that carries over to your customers. I think they sense that. And that's why they hire you and why they retain you. Um, And that's why I was really drawn to talking to you because the name of your podcast, Nurture Small Business. And Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they have to survive every political environment, every economic climate there is. We all have to weather it. We all have to carry the brunt of it. And I like the idea that you nurture, you you take care of those that take care of the economy. And I think that's a really important thing. So, Denise, tell us if folks want to get a hold of you, if they want more from you, 
What's the best way they can connect with you? I know you've got some seminars that you're working on and developing. If they want to hear about those and attend those, what are some things that they can do? So they can reach out to me through the website. Um, Just about every page on our website has a learn more type of button. There's also our contact page that'll come directly to me. Uh, You can literally schedule a direct call with me on my website as well. Uh, Connect with me on LinkedIn, Denise Kagan with a C. And (laughs) you can connect with me there as well. Yeah, so the website is www.dcavirtual.com. If you reach out to me on LinkedIn, Patrick Kagan, and you're looking for Denise, I will be sure to reconnect you to her (laughs) because I think Denise has a lot to offer as a person and as a professional. uh, And I would encourage every small business, before you get into the growing pain mode, get some help from from, uh, DCA Virtual because I, I really believe in the planning process, you can avoid a lot of the bumps in the road. I agree. Denise, thanks again for your time. This has been fantastic. And I will put all of your contact information in our podcast show description. And I would encourage everybody, again, if you're a podcast junkie like me, the podcast is called Nurture Small Business. And I encourage you to make that one of your favorites. Thanks again, Denise. Thank you. So that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Every person, every business needs some help. Take the first step in your own world. Go to the show description, use the link to my calendar, and set up your own one-on-one time with me, or go to pksolutionsgroup.com for all your bonus resources. We all have choices, and I'm here waiting when you finally choose a different way, a better way. Until then, let me leave you with some wisdom from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.